Hey folks, Steve Lewis here. Welcome to Relevance for Today. It is a rainy day today. I'm in Grand Falls. I've got a great message for you today. Stay tuned, you're gonna enjoy it. It's not only for you, but it's more importantly for me as well. Stay tuned, this is gonna be a good one. Okay, so we're back. I'm in Grand Falls, sitting in the car, just doing my thing. It's great to see you all. Been gone for a month, been busy. Uh, we went on vacation to see the children, and then I helped my son and his wife move to their new destination, as you probably listened to the podcast where I sat down with my son, as well as sitting down with my daughter. We had a great chit-chat. If you haven't listened to those podcasts, make sure you do. I did two with my son. I did one with my daughter. Very, very honored and blessed to have been able to do that, to sit down with them in their homes and do those podcasts. So it was great. Had a great time. Glad to be back. Miss them, of course. We love our children and little grandbabies. But uh, it's good to be back, too, as well. There's always no place like home, of course. But uh, ready to get back and jump into it. I'm going to be working on finishing the studio in the basement. I had a brainstorm idea, uh, getting a studio set up in the basement so that I can have some nice interviews with some guys and gals and sit down there and do some table talk and things like that because I'm going to have four microphones set up and it's going to be really good. I know you folks enjoy listening to other people as well as interviews and things like that. So that's what we're working on. So anyway, we're going to jump right into it. Today I'm going to be in the book of Matthew, sharing out of some of my favorite verses, Matthew 25. We are going to be in chapter 25, and we're going to go ahead and read verses 31 through 46 very important verses to the follower of Jesus Christ, to the Christian out there living the life that they're supposed to be living. Um, is the Christian life easy? No, of course not, because after all, we're still humans, but through God, all things are possible, and we do have a deposit of God living in us, and that's the Holy Spirit. And uh, I've been doing a lot of studying, and uh, I'm in a new season now. So I'm digging into God's Word, getting some great nuggets. Uh, the deeper I dig, the more I have to share, the more knowledge that I have for when I go out here and share the gospel and share the good news about Jesus Christ and what he can do for your life. I'm one of these guys that likes to be prepared. I don't just like to tell someone, hey, come ask Jesus Christ into your life. Your life's gonna be fantastic. You ready? Pray with me. All right, have a good day. No, I'm a, the guy that's about wanting to take it to the proper steps. Remember, Jesus said to the disciples, go out and make disciples. He didn't say go make a bunch of converts, because if you go and make a bunch of converts, they're going to be confused and they're going to be lost, because you're going to share the gospel with them, and then you're just going to leave them hanging. And I know there's many places that do discipleship, many people that train up people once they come to Christ, and that's key, that's important. Otherwise, we're just going to have people 
who are going to say, hey, I guess I'm a Christian. I asked Jesus Christ into my life, but I have no idea how to live the Christian life. So it's very important. I mentioned it in my last podcast that I am going to be doing some podcasts on discipleship, some podcasts on learning how to walk the walk. And it's a life effort. You know, it's not something where you learn how to do the walk in five seconds and then you're good to go. Hey, I'm going to heaven. See ya. No, it's a life change. It's a life adventure. But just remember, God's DNA is in us. Once you ask Jesus Christ into your life as your Savior and Lord and repent of your sins, you get a deposit of the Holy Spirit within you, which is a, the DNA of God. And I'm going to share on that. That's going to be another podcast. It's going to be, uh, what kind of DNA do you have? But anyway, let's get back to it. Okay, so I am going to be reading out of my New Living Translation. I've got my slimline, as well as I have the New Spirit filled as well in my lap because I want to read a little bit of the commentary out of there. So I'm going to go ahead and get started. Great to have you all watching. Great to have you all listening. I love reading your comments. I love hearing from you folks. It's amazing. It truly blesses me, especially when I'm hearing from folks in the Philippines and the Samoa Islands and places like that. It's great to hear from folks right in the neighborhood, but you know what you'll find out is you'll hear more from people who don't know you than you will from those that do. And that's something that needs to be turned around. My daughter not to get off the subject, but my daughter, Samantha, has a great idea. What she does is she makes sure she encourages others. She has her own home business. She encourages others who have home businesses as well so that everyone can be successful. It's about encouraging one another, supporting one another. You know, it's okay to see someone's post and they're sharing a message and for you to say, hey, great post. I loved it. It was fantastic. Very encouraging. That's encouraging for people, but you can also share. For me, it's not so much as pat me on the back. It's so much as how did this message affect you in your life, in your walk with Jesus Christ? So if you wanted to throw some feedback on there like that, that would be fantastic. Okay, back to it, Stephen. So Matthew 25, verses 31 through 46. The final judgment, and this is Jesus talking. But when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit upon his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered in his presence and he will separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you? or thirsty and give you something to drink, or a stranger and show you hospitality, or naked and clothe you? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. That's powerful. 
Then the kingdom will turn, then the king will turn to those on the left and say, away with you, you cursed ones, into the internal fire prepared for the devil and his demons. For I was hungry and you did not feed me. I was thirsty and you did not give me a drink. I was a stranger and you didn't invite me into your home. I was naked and you didn't give me clothing. I was sick and in prison and you didn't visit me. Then they will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and not help you? And he will answer, I tell you the truth. When you refuse to help the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you are refusing to help me. And they will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous will go into eternal life. Man, that that's something else. You know, and we look at that, and in our travels, when my wife and I went to go visit our children, we traveled a lot. In fact, we put on over 4,000 miles, but in that 4,000 miles, and then when I helped move my son, I saw the real world out there. I saw the homeless living underneath the bypasses and the highways. I saw the hungry people on the sides of the road. And you all know exactly what I'm talking about. No matter what country you're in, you experience people who are homeless. You may even be homeless. You may be hungry because some of you I know are using the internet at libraries or at local shelter places and things like that. But the bottom line is when you see someone who is hungry and has nothing, and even though they're clothed, they're naked because chances are that's all the clothes they have and they have no washing machine. They have no money to even put their clothes in a washing machine or to clean them. Sometimes the only time some of these folks get clean is when it's raining out and they're getting rained on. Nothing to put in their mouths. Uh, it's heartbreaking. It hits me right in the heart. And that's a big thing for me is um, people who are less fortunate that don't have anything. There's an agency up here. There was a lady that her and I were talking one day. She called me up and she said, Mr. Lewis, I've got a client who has nothing in their home at all. They were homeless, they have nothing, and I don't know what to do. I'm in their apartment right now, they have nothing. So thank God for connections. Thank God for divine appointments. I was able to get on Facebook. I was able to make some phone calls and we were able to furnish this lady's house within three hours. And I'm not bringing that up to highlight me or anything, but the point was, she said to me, I don't know what I'm gonna do. How can I go home tonight and sleep in my bed, in my warmth, eat food, knowing that this lady has nothing to sleep on and nothing to eat? And that's just the one person. There's millions of people in our world there's hundreds of people within a hundred mile radius of you, within a hundred mile radius of me, that have nothing. They don't know where they're gonna get their next meal. They have nothing. What can we do about it? We can pray and act. You don't just say, hey Lord, help that individual who has nothing and go on about your business. No, you don't do that. What you have to do is you pray about it, Lord, 
Give me the opportunity to be a blessing in someone's life today who has nothing, who has no food on their table, who has no clothes on their back, who has nothing to feed their child, who has nothing, who might be in prison, who has no one. You know, it's so easy. Here's what happens. The enemy will put some thoughts in your head. Many of you have had these thoughts in your head. I've had them in my head. But that's when you have to say, I have a deposit of Jesus Christ living in me. Jesus would act on it. Jesus would pull that money out of his wallet. What were you going to do with it anyway? What was I going to do with it? Go buy some Tim Hortons coffee and maybe get a donut and then go buy something that it doesn't make a difference what you were going to do with it. Think about it. We, we'll drop $7 on some of these coffee places in a heartbeat to get a cup of coffee. You know what I mean? We will drop $7 in a heartbeat, but will we give $7 to that homeless person who has that sign that says, please help me? And then here's what happens. And you're going to smile when I say this, but you know you've heard this voice in your head. Oh, he's just going to buy alcohol with it. Oh, he's just going to buy drugs with it. Don't give him your money. He's just going to blow it. He's just going to, I work hard for this money. Why should I give my hard-earned money to this individual who has nothing? Why did he, how did he end up there? He probably deserved it. There's so many things, he, she, whatever it may be. The bottom line is when you see someone, you have to have it in your heart, in your spirit, man. Ladies, gentlemen, you have to sit back and go, if I see someone today, I'm blessing them. But I'm not just gonna go, oh, here you go. Let me pull some money out. I'm not just gonna give them some money. I'm gonna also make sure if I have time, and you can't just stop and pray for somebody when you're driving on the highway and you're waiting at the red light because then you can end up causing an accident, being in traffic, but you can hand them that money. But if you're ever on foot, take the opportunity. My wife and I have done that before where someone was asking for money. And I, and I asked them how they were doing, what's going on. They told me, and then I said, here, but I also want to pray for you. And I prayed for them. I prayed for an opportunity for them to come by. I prayed for people to come around that individual to help that individual in ways that I couldn't because I wasn't from around that area. But just be that light. You know, it's just like it says in Matthew 25, 35, you know, it says, when, you know, Lord, when did you ever, when did we ever see you hungry? When did we ever see you thirsty or a stranger and show you hospitality? You know, and Jesus turned around and said, hey, when you did it to the least of these, you did it to me. When you did it to that guy on that street, you in turn were blessing me. When you gave that money to that guy with that sign, and he looked a little rough around the edges, you did it to the least of me. You know, that's so important. My wife and I ministered to a lady and we didn't just give her money. She was, she had a sign, it was heartbreaking. She had a sign, she was at an intersection. We had to go get gas and then I went over to talk to her. I didn't just give her money, I gave her hope. I talked to her about her situation. She in turn told me that her daughter's living with her mother now. Their relationship is estranged, estranged where they have issues, okay? Mother, daughter, not getting along. The daughter, which was the lady we were talking to, 
looked like she probably had a, had a drug issue that needed to be resolved. I asked her, did she have Jesus Christ in her life? She said she did. And um, I asked her, was her mother a Christian? She said, yes. I said, well, then you need to make sure. And it, it wouldn't have mattered if her mother was a Christian or not. If she wasn't, we would have shared the gospel with her right then and there, the daughter. But the point I was making was this. I said, you need to call your mother and you need to tell her you're sorry. You need to tell her you're sorry. You need to tell her you met a couple from another state who ministered to you on the street and they wanted you to call her and tell her you're sorry. I reminded her about 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter, you know, the love verses, you know, love is patient and kind. Love covers everything, everything. And when you remind someone of that, especially a Christian about love and how we're supposed to love the way God loved us so much that Jesus Christ died for us, it does something to you. Think about it right now. So right now, I want you to think about this because there's someone out there listening to my voice right now and I'm smiling because this is something that I need to share right now. Someone needs to be reminded about love. First Corinthians chapter 13. You need to be reminded right now. Go and read it. Go and read those verses. Uh, Corinthians, First Corinthians chapter 13. And I'm all over the place, but you know what? This is what it's all about. This is good stuff. So I'll read it to you right now, in fact. So First Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Now, when that daughter talked to the mother and I said to her, remind your mother about the love chapters and you tell her you love her and you tell her you're sorry for all that you've done. Because I could sense that this daughter was rebellious. This daughter was having a drug situation. She may have been an addict, but she needed to reconcile with her mother. But her mother also needed to remember the love verses, very important, because these love verses are about God, are about Jesus. So let me show you something. Instead of saying love, you change that to Jesus. Jesus is patient and kind. Jesus is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. He does not demand his own way. He's not irritable and he keeps no record of being wrong. He does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Jesus never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. The Holy Spirit living in you, departed by God, is that love. You have that in you. So there's some of you right now who hearing the sound of my voice, you know deep down inside and no one else is around, which is really cool because it's always good when you get reminded of something that you can actually put your pride aside all by yourself and go, you know what, what Steve Lewis shared this morning, 
from God's Word, from the Holy Spirit, is spot on. I need to show love to such and such. I need to show love to such and such. I need to forgive this one. I need to forget all the wrongs that my child did to me. And I need to call them up instead of waiting for them to call me. I'm supposed to be Christ-like. I need to call them and say, son, daughter, cousin, brother, whoever it is, mom, dad, friend, whoever it is, I'm calling you because I want to apologize for my behavior. I love you. I care about you. Whatever we went through, whatever happened, it's squashed. It's a new day. It's a new season. Uh, many of you saw where the female police officer killed the gentleman in his own home. Terrible tragedy. But the surviving brother of the man who was killed by the cop got up there on the stand and he shared forgiveness in front of the entire world on national TV. He showed the love of Christ and forgiving that female police officer that killed her brother. And his hope was that she would take hope in Jesus Christ and ask him for forgiveness and repent of her sins and come into the fold as a follower of Jesus Christ. That's what love is. So whatever it is, whoever it is, I want you to think about that. Don't think about it for too long because if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, remember, we are supposed to forgive others. It's part of the DNA of God that's within us. So keep that in mind. And boy, that was a rabbit trail, but that was a good rabbit trail. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's what's nice about doing podcasts and things like that. You know, it needs to be shared. There's times when you don't just say, well, I'm going to save this for another day. Some of you had situations where you've talked to individuals and you've gone to say something and you said, no, I better not share it right now. You don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. Tomorrow's not promised to any of us. Share it. It can be important, just like sharing that. Um, in our region, in our world, it's not just in our, the state I live in, but many people are dying of drug overdoses. People are feeling unloved. People are getting addicted and they're hooked and they don't know which way to turn. So the first thing they do is go to get that next fix because they think that's going to be okay. And they think that it's going to take away whatever hurt and whatever pain they're going through. But this is the cure. God's word. Asking Jesus Christ into your life. That's the cure. The cure isn't just asking him into your life. The cure is people coming alongside you, people coming alongside me, people coming alongside that new believer and helping them take each step. Um, I'd mentioned it before. Andrew Womack has a discipleship course and it's a really great course. And in it, he talked about discipleship one person at a time. He said, it's okay to share the gospel to 3000, but if you take that one individual and you come alongside them and you disciple them for six months and then you two go out and you pick someone else and you each come alongside another person, disciple them, and you keep going from there. He said the mathematical equation worked out to be 15 years down the road, billions would have had the gospel shared to them and they would understand it. And that's important. Um, so another rabbit trail, but very important. And I will be talking about that more, but I did want to say that the answer to addiction is Jesus Christ, drugs, alcohol, sex, whatever it may be. 
those addictions can be squashed by the Holy Spirit through the Holy Spirit dwelling within us, helping us, coming alongside one another, really coming alongside one another, not just saying, hey, I'll be there for you, brother, but actually really being there. And you'll know who those people are in your life. So I shared on Matthew 25, 35, and in that, um, like he was saying, and I'll read portion of it again. For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. There's people out there and you already know them. They're doing prison ministries. Um, we've got a dear friend, Angel Murchison. She's out there working it. I tell you what, there's a need, she's there. She will do whatever she can. She'll go to a prison and visit. She'll get some clothes together. She'll do what Matthew 25, 35, and 36 was talking about. And praise God, we thank God for you, Angel, because you're out there being a light, and you're doing it, girl. That's awesome. Keep up the awesome work. She also has a devotional now, and she's doing a great job with that. But I also wanted to share real quick, because I'm losing time here, having fun talking to you folks again after being away for so long. Um, but also, in the New Spirit Filled, the commentary says, the return of the Lord will usher in a judgment which will divide people. The judgment will be based on moral character and the character is revealed by charitable deeds or the lack of them. Outward evidence demonstrates inner righteousness or unrighteousness. Good works do not produce good character. Good character produces good works. And I just want to leave it with that, you know, get out here. Bottom line is what I'm trying to get at is this, after seeing the homeless, after seeing those people in need, get out here, take what you have, whether it's clothes on the shelves, whether it's money in your wallet, whatever it takes, and the, and the Lord's word. Get out here, buy some Bibles, get out here, be a blessing to these homeless people, but don't just give them a Band-Aid. A Band-Aid is a $20 bill and hey, God bless you, have a nice day. Give them hope, find out ways, find out where they can go, find a shelter for them, help them out, find out why they're on the street in the first place and figure out ways to help them get on their feet. The body of Christ as a whole could do so much more than what we're doing. And you know what I'm saying, and I'm not trying to come down on anybody, but when I saw all these shopping carts and all these blankets and tarps and people living under these things, I thought to myself, where's the body of Christ? There shouldn't be any homeless. There shouldn't be any hungry in the world. My big dream is if we all pooled our money together and just put it out there, What's the need? Squash it. Homeless shelter shouldn't have any bills. Food pantries shouldn't have any bills. The soup kitchens shouldn't have any bills. Hospitals, everything. We get out here, we lead, and we show people the love of Jesus Christ through all these areas. It's simple areas that you see every day, and that's what's important. It's not about going out and starting anything amazing. It's about doing what you already have. What do you have? Carla Hayes did a Bible study, or she did a, <clears throat> a sermon one time called, What Do You Have in Your Hand? What do you have in your hand? Clothing, shoes, whatever it may be. Get out there, folks. 
be a blessing. When the Lord comes back, I personally do not want him to look at me and say, I was hungry and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty, Stephen, and you didn't give me anything to drink. I was naked and you never clothed me. I was sick and you never visited me. I was in jail and you never came to see me. Where were you this whole time? I was here, you passed by. Where were you? Where was your hand when I needed it the most? Where was your hand? I don't want the Lord to say that to me. I want him to look at me and say, well done, my good and faithful servant. You did what you could do with what you had. And what you had, Stephen, was a deposit of me through the Holy Spirit. And the same for you, whatever it may be, you know, Paul, Simon, Mark, Peter, Elizabeth, Barb, Jennifer, whatever your name is out there, replace my name with your name and say those same things. You know, what is Jesus gonna say to you? What is the Lord gonna say to you? Barb, you were there for me. You fed me, you took care of the elderly. You had a job as a nurse, but you went far beyond being a nurse and you clothed people, you prayed for people, you held people's hands when they were on their deathbeds. Whatever it may be, replace that, read that passage of scripture and make sure that you're out there doing the simple things. Those things are so simple, folks. It really is taking the time out for people, forgiveness, food. Like I said, when you're sitting down tonight, you might, some of you might be snacking on something right now while you're listening to this podcast or watching this video. When you're sitting down tonight, eating your meal in the warmth of your home, wrapped in blankets, watching TV, eating a bowl of popcorn, whatever it may be, I want you to think about those that are out there that don't have anything. If you don't see anyone homeless or hungry, that's okay. Find out where the local shelters are. Find out where the food pantries are, the soup kitchens are. Find out where the jail ministries are. Find out where the homeless shelter, whatever it may be, find out where they are, what they're doing, how you can get involved, how you can help. If you don't have time because you're busy working, bless them with some resources. God wants you to use your finances to be a blessing to take care of the widows, the orphans, the poor, the down and outers. Remember, where was Jesus when he was on the earth? He wasn't hanging out with rich folk. He was hanging out with the poor, the sick, those who needed a physician. He hung out with the sinners. Get out there, be a blessing. I'm gonna do the same, it's a new season for me. I'm getting boots to the ground, got my Air Force hat on, boots to the ground, heading forward, doing, being the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. I want people to see Jesus Christ in me by my actions. I don't want them to say, Steve Lewis, great job, Steve Lewis, Steve Lewis. I want them to go, thank you, Jesus, for the blessings. So with that being said, I'm gonna wrap it up with so much to share on. It's exciting, it's exciting stuff. Uh, I'd like to go ahead and pray. So Heavenly Father, I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for this time to share your word, the words of Jesus, to share about taking care of those who are in need, being the hands and feet of Jesus Christ to a dying world, to a hurting world, so that others may walk victoriously, so that others may be helped and shown the love they need to be shown, the same love that you showed us. 
And also, Heavenly Father, I ask that you just bless each and every individual listening to the sound of my voice, watching this video as well, who's going through something, who has to make that choice, who has to make that decision, who has to show the love of Jesus Christ, like I read in 1 Corinthians 13, the love, the, un, the forgiving love, the love that conquers all. Give them the wisdom, give them the strength, give them the courage to be able to step up, show forgiveness, to show love in whatever situation that is, to pick up that phone or to knock on that door and to visit that individual who they've had a hard time with, who they just need to show the love of Jesus Christ. Lord, I ask you just bless people with the resources they need to be a blessing in their community, in their region. I thank you so much for the opportunity to share online I don't take it for granted, Lord, and you know that, and I thank you for that. As you bless each and every individual out there, Lord, and their families, and bless all those who don't have that they will have one day. And we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. There it is, folks. Great sharing a message with you today. I'm so excited, as you can probably tell. I'm a few days away of having my studio set up in the basement. I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm ready to start cranking out some more podcasts, some more videos. Gonna have some great interviews coming up. Uh, got some different guys. I've even got a guy that I'm gonna sit down with and do an interview with who just broke both of his elbows falling off the ladder. But he is thankful that he's still able to be on this earth because he could have died falling off the ladder dangerous. So many great things. I've got a, a Marine who, uh, Travis Noyes there, Marine, him and I are going to be sitting down chit-chatting. got my wife, of course, her and I plan on doing our once a week chit-chats and uh, Steve Young, some great guys, some really great guys and gals. Going to sit down, pump out some great podcasts. It's going to be exciting. It's going to form a unity, a bond. It's going to be like a family type thing. So I'm really excited about that. So with that being said, I won't talk you folks to death, but I love you all. Thank you for listening. No matter where you're at, no matter what country you're in, thank you for listening and watching. God bless you all. Take care of yourselves. Leave me a message. Let me know how life's going for you. Let me know if you did some action as far as feeding others, helping others, praying for others, showing the love, showing forgiveness. God bless you all. Take care of yourselves. Peace.